Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Purdy is under center. He takes the snap. He backpedals a step. Zeroes on the clock. It's over. The sideline's empty. With the comeback for the ages, the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl and ripping the heart out of the Lions. <laughs> heart ripped. Hey, welcome back to 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Robin RJ with you. Um, let's talk about one who would know about those 49ers. Rob Statsgarrell joining us. Uh, hey, welcome on. And uh, did you get any sleep at all last night? Sleep? Who can <laughs> sleep? We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Well, congratulations, um, man. It's awesome. I doubted. And I'm not alone <laughs> in that in, in terms of our mutual friends. Uh, and you even kind of chirped at me uh, after a tweet I had early Sunday when the Lions took a 7 nothing lead. I saw your Instagram story of you and your son and him consoling you, um, you know, when things looked a little bit grim. What was your highest level of doubt? What was your highest level of panic on Sunday afternoon? Uh, that's a good question. I actually was okay going into halftime because they got the ball first, but... I just, I don't know the highest level of doubt because I'll say this. The 49ers could have packed it in at any point. It was a demoral. It wasn't just that the Lions were putting up points. They were demoralizing the 49ers. To me, it was the opposite of the NFC Championship game in 2019 when the 49ers ran all over the Packers. The Packers got demoralized in that game. The 49ers never did. They always had a glimmer of hope, right? Mm -hmm. They got a field goal in the third quarter. And, and then the Lions turned the ball over on downs in the third quarter. And then the Niners scored again. And then they got the ball. It just kept building. So they never, the Lions never got that one play to take the heart out of the 49ers. The third quarter was uh, just a thing of beauty. And I think it'll live in the, you know, the 49er history forever, how they came. And just spectacular play calling all the way across. I want you to give me the hierarchy of importance to what happened yesterday. Uh, Purdy's wheels, uh, running the, getting that down there like that, the momentum change with uh, Ayuk, uh, or, or was it just, uh, or I guess those two are the plays that I'm looking at that really mattered to me. Uh, I have to give it to Purdy's wheels. Not, yeah. The Ayuk play was absolutely incredible, but Purdy's wheels, even if they get the Ayuk play, if Purdy doesn't do what he did on the scrambles, they don't win the game. And we have been talking in San Francisco about how they needed a quarterback for years, right, that could take, that could go beyond the structure of the Shanahan scheme, that when something wasn't there on the field, that they could execute outside of the structure of the play and still convert. And that is exactly what Brock Purdy did. He had three massive scrambles in the second half of this game, all for first downs. That's not scheme. That's not game managing. That is making a play. And he was absolutely incredible in the second half of this ballgame. And he deserves all the flowers today. All of them. Everybody can follow Stats on Twitter at Stats on Fire. And Stats, uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't think we ever talked about this specifically, but 
I I laughed at the Christian McCaffrey trade when it happened because it felt so desperate in the moment, and that was still. I think we've maybe not changed the way we view the running back position, but obviously that was a, a real peak of you know it doesn't matter, blah blah blah. But this this whole game and this whole season has been kind of a validation of that move for San Francisco, and I have to imagine that you feel much more confident going into this Super Bowl than you did the last, and he would be a big reason why. He is absolutely incredible in the first half of this game. He's the only reason they had any points. He just made an incredible individual play on a catch and run, and he stiff-armed C.J. Gardner-Johnson into the sun, and then obviously he ended up running it into the end zone. There are so many plays. He got every ounce of yardage out of every carry yesterday that he could. There were so many runs where it looked like that it was nothing, that it was just a wall of blockers and he wasn't going to be able to gain yards. And he took maybe a run that was blocked for two and made it four, or a run that was blocked for three and made it five. He is so good. He was absolutely worth the four draft picks they gave up to get him. You know, the addition of the run game and his ability to kind of flex things off of off of Purdy has really kind of taken away from what Purdy can do against you know different coverages. And when I watch what Kansas City does in man and press. That's really where Purdy lives. I mean, this this is a dangerous situation for a Kansas City defense that, to me, was extraordinary yesterday. Nobody has a better big-game defensive coordinator than the Chiefs and Steve Spagnuolo. The guy just, he in a big game, he can come up with a game plan to neutralize anybody, which is why what we saw from Purdy yesterday was so encouraging, because he did make plays outside of the structure. Mm-hmm. Even if Steve Spagnuolo dials up a great game plan, and nobody's open. We've seen Brock use his legs more to extend the plays. And so, look, I know the Chiefs are good. I know Patrick Mahomes is good. I understand all of that. I do not need to be told, as a 49er fan, watch out for Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. But you know what? We're going in with a quarterback that's pretty damn good, too, especially in the fourth quarter. So it's one game. I'll take my shot. Stats, obviously, you know, everything worked out the way you wanted it to, but the discourse this morning is about Dan Campbell and the decision-making, and I saw you tweet about this as well. You seemed excited that they chose not to kick the field goal. Obviously, the results worked out your way, but as somebody who was on that side of things, could you believe that decision? Would What, what would you, I guess, have been your thoughts if Kyle Shanahan had done that? Uh, look, I have said all year and forever that field goals are failures most of the time, and usually I, I believe that. But when you have a chance to go up three scores in the third quarter, to me, that, that was Dan Campbell's first mistake. Going up three scores is a huge deal. And then, okay, if you want to go for it, why are you putting the ball in the hands of Jared Goff? You've been running the ball down the 49ers' throats all game. It's fourth and two. The first one was fourth and two, and he decides to pass it. And look, when you pass it, you run that risk that even if you do everything right, your receiver still has to hold on to the ball, and Josh Reynolds dropped it. And that, I mean, from that point on, the 49ers just dominated the game. That was the turning point, was the first fourth down that they went for on fourth and two in the third quarter, and they didn't get it, and the Niners never looked back. Do you feel like, Stats, that it was a 49er, you know, they adapted to what was a, um, a pretty powerful running game from Detroit, and they fixed it, or did Detroit just forget about it? Well, Detroit only had eight carries, I believe, in the second half of this game for, I think it was around 42 yards, something like that. So I think that they did get away from that a little bit. I think what you saw with the 49ers in the second half was you saw Dre Greenlaw and you saw Fred Warner, the two linebackers in the middle, up at the line of scrimmage for almost every play so that they could adjust to the run if necessary, and their speed is so incredible 
that if the Lions did pass, they were able to get back in coverage. I think that definitely turned the tide. And Nick Bosa said to the team at halftime, he said, if we can take away Goff's first read, we'll have time to pressure him and, and make him uncomfortable. And I think that's what you saw in the second half of this game. That's the George Kittle quote from the previous Super Bowl was floating around how he, you know, and I, I know that's been around a million times how he said that he would be back in this game. It feels like there's been a sense of desperation to get back. And obviously with the Niners making all these title games and whatnot, like um, I, I don't mean to just, you know, ruin the party with the pressure is even higher now, but th this was the first step. I mean, getting over this hump and it justified, I think, a lot of the rightful complaining from a year ago about Purdy's injury and the title game and things like that. But now, I mean, now the Niners have to do this. I mean, they, they have to get one, especially against Mahomes, or else it looks like he completely owns them. Especially they could have drafted Patrick Mahomes, too. Right? That's the <laughs> added layer on top of this. He, he could have been their quarterback. But no, this is the whole season. It was a Super Bowl or bust season. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Brock Purdy talked about it after the game. Fred Warner talked about it. Debo Samuel. Hey, we don't want to just get here. We want to win this thing. They have to find a way to get it done. I mean, if you go back and look in NFL history, there are not too many teams that get to four NFC championship games in five years. You know, the Chiefs obviously are one. They have multiple Super Bowls. The Patriots did the same thing. They have multiple Super Bowls. Most of the teams that are this good for this long at least get one. And that's the, that's the rare air that the 49ers are in right now. No question about it. There's still one more win to go, and they have to get it. He is Rob Statsgarrell, the gold standard. He covers the 49ers close. We need to help. And let's talk about uh, who's going to cover Kelsey. How are you going to do this in man coverage? Well, I don't think there's a human being on the planet that can cover <laughs> Travis Kelsey. I mean, he and Mahomes in the playoffs just elevate to a completely different level. Obviously, Kelsey broke Jerry Rice's uh, playoff receptions record. I don't, I don't think you can cover Kelsey. I think what you got to do is, first and foremost, for the 49ers, I think job one is stop Isaiah uh, Isaiah Pacheco. You have to stop him. He's incredible for that Chiefs offense. He's a guy that can turn a three-yard run into a five-yard run with his power and the way he falls forward all the time. I really think that that's got to be job one. You know, the Niners always talk about earning the right to rush the passer. You can't do that unless you stop the run. That, to me, has to be the Niners' focus going into the Super Bowl. Stats, you told us last week, um, of all you know, I mean, not that they were a lot, but of the per potential outcomes, you would prefer to face the Chiefs just because it's the weakest, relatively speaking, you know, Kansas City offense we've seen in the Mahomes era. Now that it is the Super Bowl matchup, if you could guarantee two things to go right for the Niners, you know, whatever it is, 13 days ahead of time, outside of Brock Purdy playing extremely well, what would they be and why? Uh, well, one would be stopping the run, like I just said, because I think that this is the weakest version of the Kansas City offense. And then two for the 49ers, uh, Christian McCaffrey running the ball successfully. I mean, we saw for a lot of this game yesterday, the Niners offense, it was a struggle. You know, this, they weren't picking up the 10, 12, 15-yard chunk plays that we normally see from this offense. It was much more of a grinded out four yards, five yards kind of a thing because they couldn't get the ground game really moving as consistently as they normally do. So if you're telling me that in the Super Bowl I can get Christian McCaffrey having success on the ground, that's going to open the floodgates on the offense. It's going to open up the play-action game, which is obviously Kyle's bread and butter, and that's going to lead to a 30-point you know, type-level performance by the Niners. He is Rob Statsgaro, the gold standard, right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Are we going to see you in Vegas? You are going to see me in Vegas. 
I cannot wait. I booked the flight last night immediately following the game. You, I have to go. I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime situation, so I will be in Vegas covering it for the Gold Standard Podcast Network. So Gold Standard Network, everybody can search Gold Standard yeah. 49ers Podcast on YouTube. They can find your podcast stats, uh, subscribe on all major podcast platforms. Your social handles are stats on fire. I know, is it GSN49ers that is the Gold Standards? Correct, yes, at GSN49ers. Uh, just to curious, I know you got a couple weeks to get better. Uh, any injuries we need to be continually concerned about here as we exit? Well, the only one uh, after the game that was brought up by Kyle Shanahan was Christian McCaffrey. Um, he broke off a big run, and he landed on his head, yeah. if you go back and watch it. And he got a stinger in his shoulder. And so he was. that's why it was Elijah Mitchell at the end of the game, because McCaffrey said he wasn't totally sure he could grip the ball. But he also said that it had gone away after by the time the game ended and he's feeling better. And he also has the two weeks to, uh, to heal up. So that's the biggest one. And then Dre Greenlaw, who's just, you know, been playing with duct tape, just patched up completely. But no specific injury with him. He's just been banged up. But obviously, again, two weeks to heal up. Stats, last one for you. Um, you know, it's, we're going to talk to you in Vegas. You know, we got the chat saying that you're awesome already. Um, I know that you have a, a rather eclectic personality, and I say that with absolute love and, and adoration. <laughs> it sounds um, like there's a butt coming. And so um, a, a rule of airline travel for you. Let's, let's let people oh. kind of understand who Stats is as a human being. Keep your damn shoes on, okay? I do not need to breathe somebody's foot odor <laughs> for six hours as I am flying across the country. I do not care what your situation is. Show respect to your fellow passengers. <laughs> Keep your damn shoes on. I'm okay. I, I was thinking more like, you know, make sure the AirPods are fully charged or something like that. But, you know, you just went at your fellow man. So and and rightfully so. One that we can all That's agree right. on. That's right. Amen. Hey,